Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. This is the Beyond Belief podcast. Wish we had a cool intro. Oh, we do. My wife did it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, this is your host, Bill. I'm joined uh, with Alan. Buddy, what's happening? What's happening, man? Oh, glorious day, man. Just uh, chilling like a villain. Every day above ground is a good day. Well, until you get to heaven. True. Ah, then we won't worry about it. You didn't even think about that, did you? Didn't. No. I don't usually either. It's hard to put your eyes above when you're here. It is. Yeah. A lot of times. You know, I have been thinking about lately, though. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing my dad and, and many other people that have went on before me. And that actually uh, makes me wonder why more people don't think about that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Why, you know, like, I, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't even want to speculate. You brought that up the other day uh, about the why thing. Yeah. And it got, it, it, it got me to thinking. I got to you, thinking. You were asking I, why? I was thinking, no, I don't even know how to say that. Do I put God in there? Is God actually like... G-O-T, is that a, I got to thinking. It sounds weird. Anyways, all right, moving on. Uh, I was thinking about, yeah, I just took it out. I was thinking about, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, right. I get on these things. Anyways, so I was thinking about uh, the, a tragic event, right? Like you see it in the news all the time, all this crazy stuff going on uh, where somebody dies. And I started to think, you know, we put such an emphasis when something happens. And I know it's tragic. It's heartbreaking. I, I saw it in a past career. Stuff like that is tragic. Right. But we that's when we start thinking about it. Yeah. There's no pre-planning. Right. You know, but people will question it for years. Yes, absolutely. Actually, I was talking to my cousin yesterday in um, in West Virginia and we were talking about a lot of different things, Christ-centered things. You know, we were having, um, you know, just a conversation about the podcast and whatever. And I said to him, I said, it's amazing how many people will spend more time planning a two-week a two-week vacation than they do yeah. Yeah. thinking about eternity. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll take you'll take. Well, we talk about it a lot in a lot of episodes, and uh, even personally, you and I, and uh, I know I've had the conversation with my family. We think a lot about planning in a lot of areas that, yeah. If we were, and I told you about my situation this weekend, uh, if I would take the emphasis off of me and put it on God, then I wouldn't have all those things going on, struggles, if I would just take the emphasis and put it and give it to God. Right. Like in a literal fashion, like, hey, God, here you go. Here's the things you've asked me throughout scripture to give to you. Right. Uh, So I'm going to give them to you. So the question why gets pulled away. Yeah. Because you're not asking, you're not asking yourself that question. You're not, the the questions that people ask, what, what are some of the questions? What did you, you and I talked about this the other day. Um, there were a lot of questions that, yeah, you know, 
Well, some of them weren't exactly why, but like, how did you choose the churches you go to? Yeah. Okay. Uh, why do we think the way that we think? Why do we think about God the way that we think about God? I mean, as far as who he is um, within our lives. And I think a lot of the problem is, you know, we only ask why when we don't have the answer. But I think there's so many people that believe they have the answer by checking the boxes so they, they don't ask why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and here's something I, I hope I don't offend too many people. No, you don't. But, care. you know, um, and, and I'm guilty of this as well. You know, only a fool believes everything he thinks. If you think you have all the answers, you don't have any answers, really. Well, Proverbs is covered with yeah. <laughs> a lot of things that we shouldn't be doing on our own as far as wisdom. Um, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we could read, I mean, half half of Proverbs tells yeah. us how wrong we are when we stay in our own mind. Yeah. Um, anyways, I mean, I, there's a scripture that says, set your eyes on things above and not, uh, I'll have to find it before we finish the episode. But you're right. When you ask, if you have to ask why you're not placing your faith and trust in God. Right. Well, I think another thing is, um, you know, when everything is going great, we don't look for more. Yeah. We don't ask why. We don't, you know, that's when actually that is what has brought me closer to God because, um, and I've told you this before, I've, I've mentioned it on here before, you know, I, I was to a point where I was kind of like Job. I was wanting to argue with God mm -hmm. because I felt like I was doing everything that I was supposed to. And I was asking God, why are things not going according to the way I think they should go? Well, the answer was, it was because I was wanting to go the way I thought it should go. And it wasn't God's plan. Yeah. I'm going to retract that statement. I just said about, uh, if you have to ask why you're not putting God in it, because human nature, we're going to ask questions and sometimes you're going to ask why, and it has no bearing on your relationship with God. Right. You know, like, why do I like cheeseburgers versus, <laughs> well, I mean, not to, I'm not trying to make it irreverent, but that has nothing to do with, uh, but your question about, am I in the right church or how do I know I'm in the right church? Yeah. Uh, a lot of those questions, um, you should be in prayer about, and in, you should question why, even if you are there. You should, yeah. you shouldn't just stop asking because you exactly. feel like you've arrived. Exactly. You should, you should continue to ask questions. How can I grow closer to God? How can I further yeah. my relationship with him? Or, you know, like we have talked to several people, you know, talked about their church services, you know, you had a, a specific order, you know, this happened, this yeah. happened, this happened, yeah. song, altar call, and then end of service. Um, why, why is it that way? Why? Um, I, I guess there are some formulas or something to figure it out, or whatever. But why? I don't. Yeah. Are there, why? Why is everything such a routine? Yes, there has to be order, absolutely. But I believe the Holy Spirit needs to be leading churches more. Which, when the Holy Spirit leads, there's there will be order. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a checklist order. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Holy Spirit is expected to lead us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we're supposed to. Uh, I'm so I'm supposed to. 
I guess I'm trying to find the word here. I'm supposed to sit there and rely on the Holy Spirit speaking to me mm-hmm. because of my relationship with God and my uh, turning my life over to Christ. And then through reading the Bible and prayer, I should be listening to the Holy Spirit. And I told you recently that I just started doing that. Like I, right. I, I could tell you for almost two years, I wasn't, I wasn't, right. I wasn't listening. Right. And it's not so that what I'm getting at is the ownership isn't just on the church, but the church yeah. should be providing direction to people to encourage right. their relationship and listening to the Holy Spirit. And, and in turn, they should be teaching that way. Right. And absolutely. Well, the Holy Spirit should be leading you all day, every day anyway. Um, and I wasn't trying to get onto the church thing. I was just trying to say, why well, don't was people? One of the questions. Yeah, well, exactly what I'm saying. Why do people not question why things are done? Why do they go to that church? Do they go to that church because their family went to that church for three generations? Um, do they go to that church because it makes them feel warm and fuzzy? Do they go to that church because they're being spiritually fed? You know, those are some of the things that... Um, need to be asked by each individual person. Yeah, you should ask yourself that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, why why does it why is it this way? Not to be uh disruptive or anything, no, but not at all. You need to find okay. Our soul is the most valuable asset we will ever possess yeah. on this earth. And we need to guard that and we need to know why we trust the person that's telling us these things. We need to know uh, why things are done this way. Why do we go to this church? Where did that start? Um, You know, because and I'm not trying to get on the political side of things, but there are people that vote for a certain for a particular party within politics um, because that's what they've always done. Yeah, that's what their family's always done. Right. So it's tradition, exactly. So you know, are we re- are we building a relationship? Or are we just going through the motions? I think the why thing as well. Uh, you have to ask yourself, like you said, you know, what is the reason why I'm doing this? Uh, Bible translations. Yeah. Uh, people you hang out with. You know. I'll, uh, for me personally, it has to be spirit filled yep. and it has to bring glory to God. Right. Like those two things. And then outside of that is the great commission. Like because your relationship with God is spirit filled and you have that relationship with him, then the other things you can you can proceed with. You can go, right. you know, you can go talk to people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, you can go to a church and discern right. whether or not that's the right place for you and your family. Exactly. Yeah. Or the people you hang out with. Yeah. Uh, or if you're going to take a ministry into the place that you work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you have a job somewhere and you want to talk to people about uh, their salvation or relationship with Christ, then you have to you have to you have to question that within yourself. Yeah. You know, my my wife told me, she said, I'm not comfortable uh, doing that in a sense of because of where she works, like she's yeah. not sure. And I said, I said, that doesn't have to be your ministry. Right. You know, that can be the place you work at. You can still through your actions, you can witness to people. Yeah. We need to be the example just by yeah. our actions and, and everyone, we all need to have a healthy dose of doubt. Yeah. You know, you, you can't doubt everything, well, but you, you need, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you need to, 
you need to keep it in check, but yeah. I mean, you need to understand why things well, happen yeah. the way yeah. you do. I'm not. I Thomas. have just never been one of those guys that you know went along with the flow. Yeah. As far well, like I, I go with the flow now, pretty much, but. I never went along with the crowd because that was the cool thing to do. I never went, I never did this because that was the cool yeah. thing to do. Um, my acceptance by other people didn't really affect, hasn't really affected my life. I just did what I did. Yeah. I've just always done what I, I do. Um, and I just never wanted to be a part of the crowd. I just wanted to be, I mean, now I want to be a, a part of the church. I mean, not church. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not, I no, say, I'm no, sorry. You're, no, you're not. No. Uh, I just want to be a part of the the family of God. I want to be yeah. a part of yeah. the kingdom of God, yeah. you know. Church is important. People think we get off on the church thing. I said this in our Be the Move of God podcast that I feel like there's a revival coming. I don't really don't like that word. I think it got, I think for me, for me personally, it got overused right uh, at the church I was going to. Yeah. That we were going to, I think it got overused. Everything was a revival. We needed a revival. Revival's coming. Revival's going to happen. Uh, it lasted for three days. Uh, church attendance went up, tithing and giving went up. And then after that, it went right back to flat. Yeah. So for me, I think revival got uh, used up. Yeah. I think that there's a movement. There's a, a movement, a yes. A community coming together outside yeah. of the church. And I'm not taking anything away from the churches. I watch a tremendous church on TV right now. Right, yeah. Uh, I say on TV. Live stream, on, whatever it is. Online, yeah. <clears throat> right. And there are very, very, very good church. I mean, we know a guy whose brothers, well, I do, that's a pastor. Uh, there is good stuff happening in churches because they are using what the Holy Spirit gives them and what God puts in front of them. Absolutely, yeah. There are very good churches there, but there is a movement of Christians coming together outside of the church. And if churches don't get a hold of that, if they don't accept that yeah. and get involved in that and encourage that growth, they're just as they're just as guilty as the past two thousand years of people stifling yeah. Christians. Yeah. And and, and separating and calling them. Absolutely. Because it should be for the kingdom of God as, as believers and as Christians. Yes. The body we of Christ. Are, right. We should are, be yeah, all of us. That's right. You know, everyone that follows Christ yeah. should be, a, is they are part of the body of Christ. And I think but people, it needs to be I recognized. think some of them get that. I think some yeah. churches get it. Yeah, absolutely. I think they are totally. And then some of them don't want anybody to have even a crumb of the cookie. Yeah. You know, it's, this is this little thing for them. And, and this isn't, this isn't a church episode, but it, it's fallen into that, but you, you have to ask yourself, you know, why you're doing certain things. You know, I mean, some people fell into working the same job that their family did for 25 years. Right. And at the end of 25 years, they're like, wow, what was I doing? You can't, you can, you could, you can do whatever you want. If you stay here on this earth and you don't ask yourself why you aren't putting your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, and I did that for so long in my life, so long and made so many bad decisions and had so much turmoil, stress, struggles, uh, yeah. some good times too, but that was of the world. Right. I tell you, I tell you, my peace comes from within with my relationship with God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I still struggle, but I know where to go. Right. I know who to turn to. I know what to do when things happen, prayer, 
reading the Bible. Right. But for me, man, I just look around, dude, and I'm like, wow. Well, I can I can um, stay for myself without a doubt that uh, my own thinking got me in the yeah, bad yeah. positions that I was in. Yeah. Um, so we need to rely on something, you know, more than us. And I think that is key. You just said it, you know. We we do here's something that I've questioned. Why do we believe on Jesus Christ for our salvation, yet we don't pay attention to the other promises that are made in the Bible as far as, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Um, why do we stress over things that are out of our control anyway, instead of giving it to God? Um, these are things I had to ask myself because I was like, there's more to it. Yeah. You know why? So it, it doesn't say in there and I've checked, it doesn't stop at salvation. No, no. Uh, there's a whole, there's a whole, closeness with God that's desired by him uh, when you have that relationship. There's a whole, there's a closeness there, right? Like as a child of, of God, you're, there's an expectation of what right. you'll do going forward. That's, right. and that's salvation brings you into the, the, the family of God. Yes. So once you get there, it can't stop. No. There's, there's, you know what I'm getting at? Like there's yeah. a whole bunch of scripture in there that yeah. provides an outline of what you do once you get there. Well, we want to, you know, we are children of God yeah. already. Well, sure. But I'm, but the thing is. But not in the family. He wants custody of us. Right. Solely. Yeah. He doesn't want us to be part of this world. And you can't be part of the world and part yeah. of the kingdom of heaven. Exactly. You can't be in two places. You have yeah. to. And that's what happened to me. I tried to do that. Yeah. I tried to believe on God. And live in the world. Yeah. And it doesn't work. No. You'll and and people will contradict this. You'll get punished. You will be held accountable for your actions if you put your faith and trust in God and try to live for this world. Right. You're gonna, you're going to be held accountable for that. You can't go out and recklessly live your life and do whatever you want with reckless abandon and claim or proclaim to be a Christian right. and living the, the, you know, going to the church and, and checking off the boxes. You can't, you can't do that. And I don't, I don't want people to miss, misinterpret what I'm saying as far as being a, a child of God. Right. I know that we're all his children and he desires us to seek salvation through him. Right. I, I understand that. What I'm saying is once you be, once you turn your life over to, uh, recognizing that he is the only way that you're going to be saved from yourself. Right. Once you, know. you do that and you, you accept that you're now in the family of God, that you are a uh, part of the church, the body of Christ, Yeah. you can't live that same way. You, and that's once you get to that point, now you have to start living for the kingdom of heaven. You can't live for this world. Right. Absolutely. There is a separation there. Well, there's, I can't remember where it's at, but it says you cannot serve, um, two masters. Yeah. You know, you're going to, you're going to love the one and hate the other. Yeah. You know, and, and you're exactly right. You can't do both. No, I tried it. Oh, me too. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not, we're not being braggadocious. No. Uh, well, yeah, there was a lot of pain that came with that. And yeah. still to this day, there's still pain. Yeah. I wasn't bragging at all. I was saying, yeah, um, I tried it. It didn't work out Good so luck. well. Good luck with that. But Hey, it got me to where I am. 
That's the important thing. And I have, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way um, that have enabled me to be more thankful than, you know, I may would have been otherwise. You can't get rid of your past, but you can be forgiven for it. Yeah. You already are. And and that's the thing. I think a lot of people, you know, they want to forget their past or they want to, you know, they, they don't want to be brought back into it. And here's the problem. You can't do that. Like, that's not going to happen. You just have yeah. to understand that that got you to where you're at now. And if you're in a good spot with, with God, right. if you're, if you're putting your faith and trust in him, receiving his mercy and his grace, good things will follow that. Yeah, absolutely. You'll, you'll be presented with some bad things in your life, but, uh, but with, with God, you'll be able to over, overcome those. So here's something that I find interesting. People don't question why do I go to this church? Uh, why do I believe the things that I believe? Why, you know, all these things that we had mentioned, uh, but something that they do question is their usefulness to God. A lot of people have a lot of self-doubt, which is unhealthy, to have self-doubt that they're not worthy. And and we had just talked to Kelly the other day. Yep. And I could completely relate with him because I lived a huge portion of my life not feeling like I deserved anything better. I was out doing a lot of the things that Kelly was doing. Um, I didn't take all of them to church, but I took a few of them, a few of the females to church and, you know, whatever, I guess maybe it made me feel better. I'm not sure why, but, um, I just never felt like I deserved that much. And I wonder why that's something that people do question is their usefulness to God because, you know, um, what do you mean their usefulness? Well, like you and I, we're sitting here doing this podcast to, it's not about Billin and Al, Alan and Bill. What did I say? You said Billin and Al. <laughs> and I'm going to start using that from now on. <laughs> okay. You got too fast about, for yourself. I did. It's not about Bill and <laughs> Alan. It's about Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. But would we be sitting here having these great conversations with all these other Christ-centered people if we questioned, oh, can God really use me? Um. Am I, am I good enough? Which I I am not good enough. We are not good enough to do anything, but God gives us grace to do these things. Um, you know, we're not sitting here because we're anyone, anyone. We're sitting here because Jesus is the only one and we want to proclaim his name. Yeah, I, I have doubt. There's sometimes, but I don't allow the doubt to overcome the work that God has done in me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I do have doubts sometimes. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. like, you and, know, and I can relate because I had doubt. I've had doubt this whole time because our whole mission with doing this has been to reach other people and to just relate to other people yeah. that have went through the same things, but they don't have anyone within their circle that they can relate to. And the past two or three conversations that we've had, Kelly was the last one. It really confirmed that we are on the right path because he's like, Oh, I've listened to other podcasts, but I just can't relate to anyone, but I can relate to you guys. So that's what I meant by people's, you know, people questioning their usefulness to God because God is looking for people that have their own point of view. God is looking for people that are unique and, 
Um, You know, he's not looking for the cookie cutter people that look a certain way or smell a certain way, drive a certain car, go to a certain church. He's looking for people that are going to promote his kingdom, the kingdom of God and his son, Jesus Christ. That's who he's looking for. He doesn't care about degrees or any of that stuff. So there's usefulness for that in the kingdom. Yeah. People will be used the way God wants to use them. And I heard something this weekend and I can't, man, I'm horrible when we get on the spot here and we start talking and I'm like, I didn't write that down. Right. Uh, And I started to think about things, but there was something that I saw or read or somebody did where it talked about, you may not understand how you were used of God, but somebody else might. Right. You might be used for their benefit. You, I mean, you might experience something tragic in your life yeah. just to bring somebody closer to God. Exactly. And yeah. that's not for us to pick apart. Right. Like, well, yeah, that's kind of my point. You know, um, people go through things and and they and they experience things and they it took them a long time to come to Jesus Christ. And when they get there, a lot of times they still question you know, well, what am I good for? What, how can Jesus use me or, or whatever? How can I be using the kingdom of God? Well, you just said it. We may not even know. No, we may not even know how, how God is using our, us in a situation, but he knows. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter if we know, as long as it helps someone else draw closer to God. I had uh, somebody ask me a question this this weekend or this past week that said, why does, why does God allow this to happen? Yeah. Uh, and it's usually directed. And when I've heard that before, it's usually at something bad. Uh, and this was, it was a tragic, tragic uh, event, but I sat there and only somebody, and I don't know, this is going to be one of those things out. It might offend somebody. Somebody might have a better answer. If you have a better answer, uh, chime in, send us an email. But here's my here's my theory on it. I'm not an, uh, an apologetics expert. I'm not a historian when it comes to the Bible uh, or a theologian like we talk about. Here's my theory. God will allow certain things to happen to people. We may judge them as good. Right. Right. We, and when we say we label somebody, why does God let bad things happen to good people? Right. That's not for us to decide our definition of good. And listen, I don't think these people are bad. I don't right. think they were bad. I don't, I think a victim in any type of circumstance is a victim, but my, here's my thing. We don't know the understanding of God, right? We only know if we stay in his will, right? right. Uh, thine will be done. We, we can't, we can't pick apart I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm going in a bunch of different branches. When I when I was asked that, I don't necessarily, I think when people say, why does God let bad things happen? We view it as bad yeah. because as society, yeah, that's a horrible thing. Right. It's tragic. Yeah. But God might use that for something in a higher purpose. Now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just for a second, I'm going to separate that and get away from something tragic happening because I don't want to talk about that specific scenario, but let's say the presidency. I mean, somebody gets picked, (laughs) not picked, voted in. Right. Right. And everybody's like, Oh, that guy, I can't believe he got put in there. It's a shim sham. Everybody was fraud, fraud, fraud. Right. We don't know 
right? We don't know that God put him in position. And I'm saying we don't know this either, but that he was put in position. So 50 years from now, somebody wouldn't push the button. Right. And cause the entire world to implode. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we put too much emphasis on what we think. We don't turn it back and say, you know, I have to believe that God put this person in power for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And the same, and the same thing applies when something bad happens. Right. We have to look at that the same way. I don't know why I'm going through this horrible situation right now, but I know God is using this either for, for uh, using it for his glory through my means or my suffering. Right. Well, it says in the Bible, you I know, took a long way to do that. You but, did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wonder if we were going to get there. <laughs> I mean, this is our first one for the day. So we're yeah. good. Um, so actually anyway, um, you know, it says in the Bible, it rains on the just and the unjust yeah. alike. It's, there's no separation. It doesn't. That's right. Bad things don't happen to, to only bad people. Bad things don't. Good things don't only happen to good people. Good thing, right? You good know? things happen to bad people, and bad things yeah. happen to. Bad but look people. at the story of Job. I mean, that's a great example. And I was telling someone, I got into like uh, not an argument, but a discussion. Yeah. Um, when this COVID thing first hit, yeah. Because I was telling someone in the store, I was telling someone. Um, I was having a conversation and I, I mentioned this person. I'm like, well, God can use this situation for good. And this lady chimed in. She wasn't even part of the conversation. She chimed in and she's like, you can't go around saying things like that. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? That God can use this for good? I'm like, um, yeah, he can. Um, have you read the story of Job? Um the you minute know, you a lot a right. lot of bad things happen to Job. Jeez, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, in a day, he, <laughs> right? I mean, no, there may be a few people that could handle it nowadays, but the majority of people couldn't handle everything that happened to Job. No. But it draw it drew him closer to God in the end, and it pointed out that he had a problem of pride. Um, well, you can have a tremendous amount of faith and still have a pride issue. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I believe the COVID thing, just like I told, I was telling the lady, God can use this for good. And I believe God did use COVID for good because a lot of people got outside of their box yep. and they had to search yeah. for other avenues to to worship God. And they found things, you know, online that helped them or whatever. Or deeper but, studies yeah, or whatever. But it seems like people are more open to talking about Jesus now and yeah. more um there's this is more concerned about the relationship yeah. versus the religion. Well it was so tethered to religion. Yeah. You know, I mean one of the earlier conversations we had with somebody outside of you and I was my brother. Yeah. You know, and he talked about uh his testimony of you know, just carrying a Bible to church and then sticking it on the dash and then driving around or the seat in the back. And uh, really only the only time he had the Bible. And I, and I, you know, I questioned too, for a long time, I did the same thing. It didn't didn't help me. Right. It was religion. It was an expectation. If you were going to be a Christian in the Christian religion, you went to church. So you checked it off. There was no, I mean, we prayed at a couple of meals here and there. If you were in public and wanted people to see you at work and think, you know, everybody there is a Christian, they're praying together. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't in the heart. It was in the head. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I think I think a lot of people on the outside of 
of people that lead a Christ-centered life question why, you know, like, you know, or, you know, what's so special about that relationship with Jesus Christ? Or right. I think the questions there it might not be a why. They just might question, you know, what what's so important that they have this relationship? Um, a lot of people, I heard it on a sermon this weekend. You said it before. A lot of people say uh, you shouldn't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ because you want to avoid hell. Uh, in the beginning, I did. I was like, no, nah, you know, I knew I was so bad off yeah. and distraught and broken that if I didn't get my life right, I was going to go to hell. Right. Sure, that scared me because I didn't, I, it was a cycle. I couldn't do it on my own. Yeah. I had to turn to God. And a reason for me running to God was because I was running away from hell. Yeah. And the life that I was living was taking me there. Yeah. So that relationship, you can't, you can't explain that to somebody in a 30 yeah. second, hold the door open for them conversation. Yeah. You can't, you have to take them down and disciple them. Right. Like you have to sit and not take them down, sit down with them and disciple them. Right. <laughs> take them down. Like, Hey, listen, we need to get a little bit hardcore about this. I'm going to tackle you. Yeah. <laughs> take the male person and, yeah. and, uh, geez, I'm saying male person, you know, forever you say mailman and now it's male person. Yeah. Cause you can't say one or the other because you'll offend somebody. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say mailman. So anyway, um, back to Job. <laughs> I mentioned that, you know, he got a closer walk to get with God and he, you know, his his pride problem was revealed. But even more than that, everything that he lost was restored twice. Yeah. You know, he has twice as much. And he, he lost 10 children, but, and he got 10 more, but 10 of them were already in heaven. Well, you know, that's, so right. you, that's what, that's what I mean when I say yeah. you can't question Yeah, so the, when you're here, you can, people yeah. do. I asked myself, you know, I asked myself not too long ago, you know, man. Well, something I got in the habit of a long time ago was, uh, even when I was out acting like, well, I lived like a heathen most of my life. So when I was act, out acting like a heathen, um, for a long time. I would just get angry when things happen and yeah. I would, I would yeah. react or whatever. Yeah. But then I got so tired of eating crow and then having to go back and apologize to people because, uh, you know, it was like, oh, I feel so bad for saying that to the person or acting that way or whatever. I got so tired of that. I was just like, okay, I just need to cut out that behavior because I don't want to have to do that all the time. Yeah. But even deeper than that, and we're talking about before I was like going to church and been serious about having a, a Christ centered walk. Um, you know, I would be like, okay, why does, why did that happen? Or why, what caused this to happen? So I could adjust my, my course and not be there, you know, end up there again. You know, you could be 50 years old and have 50 years of, of knowledge or you can be 50 years old and have five years of knowledge because you just keep doing the same stupid crap over yeah. and yeah. over and over and over, you know, and I just didn't want to be that person. Um, so I wanted to, I started questioning why is this happening? And, and a lot of times I was, I mean, I never got mad at God, but I was like, I felt like I was, I was doing what I should be doing. I was checking enough boxes that I'd be like, God, why is this happening? Uh, it's easier you to know? blame somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can detach from things and go, oh, you're, you know, if you start to believe in something, then you yeah. can point the finger at it. Yeah. If you don't believe in it, you, there's no way to point the finger at something you can't believe in because yeah. now you're admitting you believe in it. 
So right. a lot of, a lot of people have a, uh, a religion they attach to. And when something goes wrong, they point to it Yeah, because that's something that they can say because they're not yeah. invested in emotionally or their a, heart yeah. and their relationship. They're not attached to it. Yeah. But now once you, now it becomes part of, now you defend it. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Like it's your God. Like my God's better than that. He's not going to allow that to happen. Right. You know, my God is bigger than the, than Satan, you know, and that, and that happens, man. Like, you know, before I could be in that argument and tell yeah. people, you know, you know, well, I mean, God, you know, allows things to happen, but now that he's my God yeah. and that I'm his child, I feel more responsible for that relationship and the health of it than I do a lot of other things, which that's yeah, pretty, I mean, I can't say it's bad. It's not, it's healthy. Yeah. It's good. But I wouldn't be able to do both in the past. Right. I wouldn't be able to defend it and point the finger. Right. It's very hypocritical. It is very much. Yeah. But when you're in the world, you don't care about hypocritical. You're just like, you're just doing whatever right. works for you. Well, and that's when you start yeah. to develop this relationship. Yeah. And then you can, you do start to get away from those other things. It, like you've said in the past, you know, other things fall apart. Some things you have to work at, but yeah. It'll pull you from that. You just yeah. have to first commit to it. Absolutely. And the the biggest thing that I would like to convey within this podcast is, you know, we need to ask why to have a deeper understanding, you know. Um, and a deeper understanding is knowing a little bit more than you knew previously or to know a little bit more than the person beside yeah. you knows. Right. So you don't have to have all the knowledge. You just have to be working toward gaining knowledge because no. yeah good a deeper understanding can change the world you know we're seeing it now we, you and I talked about it before we got on this before you hit record about how china you know they're um you, you can't if you don't belong to a state run church in china um they you're persecuted yeah. if you have um and a lot of christians are having um, church within their homes. Right. But the the government is making it so hard for that to happen. You know, if they find out you're having a church in your home, they'll arrest you. They'll make it so difficult that the people that's renting the house to you won't rent the house to you anymore. Yeah. There's so many things. And... Well, they don't have civil liberties like they do here. Right. But yeah. that's my point. Exactly. Right. right. If we get enough people... To come With that in mindset. here and having that mindset, uh, our social social liberties are going to be gone as well. We just need more Christians to stand up and be like, hey, no. You know, I'd mentioned this to you as well. Uh, what was her name? Madeline Murray O'Hare. She was an atheist, and I think it was like in 1963. She, she was just this loudmouth atheist woman. You don't like her. Well, I mean, she doesn't like God, so right. her and I aren't, aren't very good terms. I'm down with it. I'm just saying you don't like her. But anyway, um, she, I was just describing her when I said loudmouth. Well, you said it like it, like you were, like it was personal. No, no. Um, well, it is. It's about my God. Right. So, um, but anyway, she got prayer taken out of school. She started the wheel rolling to get prayer taken out of school. Because she filed a, a lawsuit because her son was offended and she didn't want her son to be involved in prayer in school. So one loud person got the ball rolling 
for prayer to be taken out of school. Where were all the Christians that should have stood up and be like, no, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's there's legal proceedings in court and all that stuff. But where was the prayer? I mean, I'm not talking about in the school. Yeah. Where's the prayer outside of that? Yeah, exactly. And prayer works. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had mentioned mentioned to you that, you know, before, um, you know, and a deeper understanding can change the world. Um, just like a loudmouth woman can change history. You know, somebody that's standing up for good can can do it as well you know can change it for good well i like this i like this analogy you know if you go out and buy a car right let's say you buy a red volkswagen beetle you'll see every red volkswagen beetle and every other color yeah you'll see that vehicle how many people do we see now uh that are that are outside christians they're Christians on the outside. They just don't keep it on the inside, run to the store, do their thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there, if you see more of those on the outside and you start having more of those conversations and you start yeah. having, uh, you know, praying for people at your meal, asking the lady that's checking you out at, uh, the hardware store, yeah. uh, you know, is there anything I can pray for you about today? Yeah. Or I pray about for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're getting hung up on some words today, but yeah, but I'm saying, oh, really, Billin? <laughs> so, anyways, I'm what I'm getting at, right? Like, is it if it starts to become more recognized on the outside of the box, yeah, and people start seeing it more, you'll start looking at it more and gravitating to it more. Well, like you said in the beginning, you know, there's a movement. There's more and more people out there. Yeah. Um, you have Kelly that we talked to the other day. You know, I talked to him Friday, I think, the day after our podcast or whatever. And um, he was telling me, you know, how he had went to Atlanta to a, to a trucking terminal. Yeah. And he got to have a conversation with a, with a bunch of truckers right there. You know, so I'm like, that's just so cool. And... I'm just thankful that you and I are in a oh, position yeah. to be able to talk to people like that and to talk to other Christ-centered people. Um, and we're not unique, though. No. You know, no, you're we're out that, we're, right? Yeah, we're sitting here having these Christ-centered talks, but there are more and more people out there now I'm seeing having Christ-centered talks, you know, within their groups and stuff, so... It's just amazing well, the we, movement that's happening. The difference is we want to pass the cookie out. Uh, yeah. There's a big difference. Um, it's not about money for us because we're not asking for any money. We're not looking not, for any money. Nope. It's not about prestige because we don't even care if people know who we are. Nope. Um, we don't even. I'd prefer um, they don't. I want to point to God. Yeah, exactly. It's all about. It's what I said well ago. You know, it's not about billing. <laughs> Bill and Al, the Bill and Al show. Uh, and, the, and one of the last points I want to make, because you had a question, we, you and I were texting back and forth. Uh, after people receive Christ, uh, why do they expect to live a life with no problems? Yeah. I think that's a, that's a dangerous position. You, you and I said that. We both use the same word. It's dangerous to be in that position. You, it is. Because what happens is, alternatively, you turn to Christ to have no problems. And that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. You submit, you give up, you, you turn, like you place everything 
in faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Like yeah. you give it to him. You give your life to him. You live now for him. Right. Uh, while you're here, we do the things we do to bring glory to God because of what Christ did for us. So it's not, I, you know, that's a dangerous spot, man. I didn't, you know, I didn't collapse and fall on my knees and cry and pray to God uh, to get out of a situation. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not why you do that. Like right. you do it because for your entire life at 49 years old, 48 years old, whatever I was, yeah, I was screwing it up. Yeah. Like I wasn't able to do it on my own. I was getting by. Right. Dude, I was still alive, yeah. still held a job, but man, when it falls apart, you realize it's not like because it falls apart, you turn to God. Yeah. And that's okay to do that. But you don't, you don't do it because now you want everything better. Right. Like that's not the answer. Well, the important thing I think is it you knew, be. you knew where to turn yeah. and you knew that because of the upbringing you had right? and you were exposed to right. it. And that's, that's what I desire more than anything out of this podcast is to point people to where to turn yeah. people that don't yeah. know. Yeah. I just pray that someone stumbles on this podcast and be like, what are these knuckleheads talking about? Right. And listen to us right. and be like, wow, I never thought of it that way. I've never, yeah. you know, I, I've never experienced that, but man, I, I want to, or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, the thing, the last thing I really want to share is, you know, um, we think we think the way that we think because it's all things have always been done that way or yeah. that's what some, somebody else taught us or whatever. However, we got to the conclusions that we have gotten to in our lives. Um, I just want to share, you know, we all just need to learn God's word for ourselves. We need to dive in and see what God's word says Agreed. and not take Billy Bob's yeah. word for word or, yeah. or whoever we need to find out for our own on our own. We need to have that established and, and grow a deeper walk with God. And we do that through a deeper understanding, which is to question things. You, you can't get permanent results with temporary effort. No, you no, no. can't, you can't go through and pick up the Bible. And I know this for fact, because I did it. You can't pick up the Bible once every couple of weeks when you feel like going to church or picking it up and reading it and expect to have these permanent results in your life, change life changing results. You have to stay in the book. And that doesn't mean read it once and be done. Right. You, I constantly throughout the day, whether it's the physical Bible or in my phone, I'm pulling up scripture. Yeah. I think about something. I'm like, what does the Bible say about this? Right. Well, if you think about it in any other realm, um, if you think about it in real estate, if you think about being a doctor, if you think about being in the financial um, realm of, of things, if you think about insurance, you think about all these things, there's always continuing education yeah. because things change. Um, think we need to know more. We need uh, maybe this hasn't been addressed throughout the years. Technology's improved. Yes, exactly. But maybe this hasn't been addressed over the years and that has become a problem. So there needs to be more focus on this. Right. You know, so continuing ed is not just like getting together, or, you know, learning something to learn something that you to pass the test. Exactly. Right. It should. Exactly. It's not there just to pass the test. It's to gain more knowledge. And we need to be in continuing ed every day. 
Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you can't you, know? you can't get permanent results with temporary. Effort. Exactly. And a yeah. lot of people do just enough to yeah. satisfy their need. Yeah. Not God's need. Well, God like, needs us turning to him all the time. Right. Well, like I said earlier, if you think you have the answer, you're not going to look any farther. Yeah. It's I mean, I think we buried pretty much this episode with a bunch of questions that and I know in the beginning, I think I was just waking up, Alan. Or billing. I think <laughs> I, I think I was just waking up a little bit. It may have sounded a little choppy in the beginning because I think about a lot of stuff and get very little out. Yeah. Um, the important thing I've to noticed realize, that. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll only reach say, you know, <laughs> uh, I hate going down these roads, but you just made me think of something. Um, my grandmother used to say, you'll only please some of the people some of the time. Yeah. And truly, I, I don't really care exactly like, i mean i i want people i want i want people to please by what god can do for them by yeah. allowing themselves to build that relationship with right them. absolutely so you want to pop your phone number out there um, we, uh well, yeah i have one more thing to say oh um, well my bad man you're yeah. usually cutting me off i know now my you're bad. cutting me i was off. trying to get prepared no it's all good uh i just want to say you know don't be uninformed or misinformed yeah um Study God's word for yourself. Don't take our word for it. No. We and say then, that all the time. Yeah. I mean, because we, we're fallible. We'll <laughs> we, mess up. We don't we, say things right. We even put up a disclaimer on our show notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, guys, um, if I can help anybody out there, have any, you know, have a, here's the thing. We talked to somebody the other day and they said they couldn't have a Christ-centered talk. They couldn't find anyone to have a Christ-centered talk, even within their church. And that's horrible. Uh, church should be the place that you can find somebody to have a Christ Center talk. But anyway, guys, my uh, number is. Just, I was just getting ready to go. Go ahead. 352 214 5062. If you call me and I don't answer, you know, if it may be midday there, maybe midnight here um, when you call. So just leave a message, text me, I'll get back with you. His name's Al, and this is Billin. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have a blessed day. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.